welcome to Pedro Pascal, uh, a, the podcast where we go through the filmography of actor Pedro Pascal. I am your host, Rachel Leishman. My co-host, Katrina Dennis, could not be here th- with us this week, but we have a wonderful, wonderful, lovely, lovely, uh, I guess, I was going to say guest, but I guess she's my co-host this, uh, this time around. Candice, tell the people all about yourself. Uh, I'm Candace. I am a major geek. I run the Geeky Waffle Network, and we're a collection of a bunch of different podcasts, which Rachel has guest on a couple of them. So I have, just all I, world colliding. I almost made your normal and or podcast into the late night because I was talking about kyber crystals for too long. I'm really glad you weren't on <laughs> this week's podcast. <laughs> Listen, this is not an and or podcast. I'm going to say that up front. However, the this will come out in plenty of time. If you haven't seen Andor, I guess skip for like five minutes or whatever. But uh, an Andor spoiler: he shows up shirtless in that episode, and I was on my couch at like eight thirty in the morning, yelling, just screaming. And then he walked on the beach, and I went hot as loud. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they say there's no Easter eggs or cameos. His his chest had a cameo. You know, I was literally it. I think it just took me by surprise because it's it's Star Wars. And like we've had like like the hotness of Star Wars isn't. Well, OK, Maggie and Arzu would kill me if I was like no one's been shirtless when Kylo Ren was. But like, also Anakin Skywalker. Oh, that was a life changing. Yeah, that was life. Yeah, like it was preteen, when he teen... gets up in the bed. Girls everyone everywhere had some awakenings I guess, then. I guess more recently it hasn't like yeah. let me be real shirtless and hot has not been in the canon. So I saw that and I was like, uh, we're gonna need to include this some more. Yeah, it's not like Marvel Wars. that has to have a shirtless scene. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's just like so pointless. Like I remember like Thor, I think it was the Dark World or Dark Elf, the no, it was Dark World. Okay. How memorable no. this thing is. It was just him yeah, bathing for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, this is so random. Yeah. Well, and it's like, Marvel has those moments where it's like, Captain America flexes as he pulls a plane down. You're like, yeah. this is just for me. I don't know what this yeah. has to do with the plot. But like, and also like you can tell it wasn't uh, Marvel because Diego Luna had chest hair. Which I have I've made it my personality to point out that they make the men of Marvel sh- uh, wax their chests, with the exception of Mark. Uh, this is so spoilery, spoiler, spoilery for Andor, like insane. Yeah, so spoilery. Tegaluda has chest hair. <laughs> um, well, it's I also it's also weird because he's always like in so many layers. Yeah, he had a poncho on for like four weeks. Just like in a poncho, and now he's like, I'm shirtless on a beach town or beach planet, I guess. Yeah. Um, Katrina's not here, but she had a great tweet about it today where she did the uh Miami song by Will Smith, but it was about the planet about that, and- that Andor's on. Um, so go check that one out. So that'll be Katrina's contribution to this episode. That was a great tweet about Andor. And this is the Pedro Pascal. <laughs> um, but yes, so listen, it was a, oh wait, you get to experience our, right at the top of the show, we did go on a tangent. Um, <laughs> yes. But there isn't much news. Um, there were like some more Last of Us footage, trailers and some new footage, but there wasn't like news news about Pedro Pascal recently. And um, He's just been kind of living booked. his life. Yeah, he's, he's booked and busy. He's filming stuff. He's moving around. He's doing things. So, like, happy for him. He watched Candyman, I, I think. I think that's... He tweeted about it, and I was like, does this mean that you watched Nia DaCosta's Candyman? You're a year late, but, like, congrats. Movie rules. Uh, it's great. He's busy. I can't say the name of that movie too many more times, so I'm not going to say the mm-hmm. name of that movie anymore. But that movie... Um, that Mia DaCosta made, um, which was based on a movie that I think is from the 80s. Yeah, I think so too. It's a continuation of it, but I think it, the first one of the movie I cannot name 
because if you say it five times, he shows up and I'm good, uh, was from the 80s. And uh, he watched that because he tweeted. And I was like, good, great. I hope you have <laughs> you had a great time. He's getting through his 2021 20, movie list. Yeah. Uh, Bruh, if you want to watch more of Yaya, watch Watchmen. <laughs> I don't know what you haven't. Hey, Pedro, if you're listening to this, you should also watch Ambulance for Yaya. Uh, and as I just said, Watchmen. Watchmen's a great television show. But uh, yeah, so there wasn't, there's not much news, which famous last words, because I'm going to say that. And then before this episode comes out, he's going to have like, I don't know, ran over a dog or something <laughs> in the news. That's no, he's going to rescue a dog. You're That's right. what he a would do. That's what Pedro a would do. Oh, rescue him. Yes, he would. He'd be like, hello, a puppy. Um, but yeah, but what Candace has asked us to watch, um, is a pilot that really hurts my soul because it's multiple things that I love with my whole heart. I just realized I don't have my ring on and that's good. She doesn't, this pilot doesn't deserve my Wonder Woman ring that I wear all the goddamn time. Uh, cause normally right here, I have my little Wonder Woman diadem, which is why I have my tattoo there. I can't point to it on the, there. Um, this pilot, though, doesn't deserve my love for Wonder Woman. This is like if Wonder Woman was evil. Honestly. It, it is. Okay, not to compare Andor to this Wonder Woman pilot, but <laughs> Mon Mothma and Andor is like, girl boss, I'm a bad bitch, except like this epi- this most recent episode was like, really boss bitch Mon Mothma and I loved it by the end but like this whole time she's been like that kind of girl boss energy and you're like oh I mean I guess you need that in the rebellion but it does kind of feel weird because it's we know Mon Mothma after the fact not how she got to the position she is in the rebellion later on um but it works with the setting and the stakes versus like Diana Prince boss bitch (laughs) from this pilot Diana uh, who has three different identities yeah why she's Wonder Woman she's Diana Themyscira right and then she's also her secret identity is Diana Prince yeah that's right because it was like they know the Themyscira it's like they added unnecessary lore And, like, maybe they were trying to be, like, no, this is different than the Linda Carter television show. But then it's all the same characters, except that she has more chemistry with Pedro Pedro than uh, than fucking Steve Trevor. Which, I mean, can you blame her? It's Pedro Pascal. I mean, He has chemistry with a puppet. Yes. (laughs) Um, No, I can't blame her. But as a Wonder Trev, like, super fan like i love them with my whole heart i was like you're really like this show is bad and like maybe it's just because they cast i'm so sorry this man you might have been good as the show went on but the guy who plays steve is just like a wet rag um and i don't like he has i have not an interest and so i it ruins trevor for me they just there's absolutely no chemistry between the two it feels like there's one scene that's a flashback of them and she's like, we got to break up because I'm going to go be a hero and I can't risk it. And it's like they're talking to a wall or they're talking to like the bread that's on the table. Like and there's nothing to it. No. And like you said before we started recording that like this show is not old enough for it to be as bad as it is. Yes. Like if I watched this and it was like, this was a 2004 attempt. I would have been like, yeah, that reads as 2004. But, like, for network television, at the point that this show came out, or was trying to come out, there had already been so many network shows that were, like, game-changing and pushing boundaries that this feels, like, so dated. So many steps back. Yeah, and it's 11 years old. Yeah, and, okay, so this is written by David E. Kelly, who mm-hmm. is most famous for Ali McBeal. So he's, I was like, say. 
stuck in the 90s. It feels like stuck in the 90s, what he thinks a woman is. But even Ally McBeal is like good in comparison to yeah, that's this. true. I think he just like, well, because Ally McBeal is as much 90s. as like the, the yeah, well, yeah, it's the 90s, but as much as the She Hulk writers were like, oh, we've never watched it, but like the vibe is, I guess, Ally McBeal. It is very Ally McBeal. So, like, kudos to you guys who haven't watched the show, but it is very McBeal in the sense that it is like a woman who is like a lawyer but also a mess, where yeah. that doesn't correlate when you have Diana Prince. Or Diana Femiscura. Like, it, it doesn't, that doesn't work because the whole idea of Wonder Woman is that she, in the eyes of men, is this perfect being. And so they're like, oh, she's just beautiful. She can't do anything. And then when she comes and kicks your ass and like uses the lasso of truth, you're like, oh. Okay. Um, cool. Can we talk about the lasso of truth? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is an unedited pilot so there are like a lot of things like skylines are missing and things like that which is understandable because this is to sell to the network um the lasso is just a piece of rope that is i think spray paint golden but okay so there's a point where she's trying to get information from this man who was injured after she like freaking re reeled him in like a fish in the middle of like la just not and how the yeah, that's not how the lasso works, but she literally lassoed him. But so then she's going and she has to sneak off to like interrogate him. And she's like, this is the lasso of truth. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And then she's like, this is your hand and I'm going to break it. So she tortures him for information. She, she has, has the a lasso of truth. That's why I'm saying she's an evil Wonder Woman who gets off. Punishing people, she murders so many people, Rachel. Oh, and it's a, and listen, I know Wonder Woman murders. It's, she's not Batman. She's not Daredevil. Even though those two for murder sure kill people, people and pretend they don't, but they do. Those guys are dead. Um, like she doesn't have that, and so she like does murder, and it's fine. But her whole thing is that she's about truth, which is why she has the lasso of truth, so that she can like, you know bring beauty and truth to the world and if you okay. have if you don't use it as a lasso of truth you're just using it because whips are fun for women to have for me for the male gaze like that is what it boils down to oh like, that's I a mean, good it, segue it is... rachel <laughs> the male <It> gaze <laughs> and i was like i was about to say like it is a mutual thing because like obviously we as women or i at least do think indiana jones with his whip yeah i guess you would call it a lasso i don't know it's a whip it's but a whip. It's like that's hot um but like this is like again it is the male gaze that wonder Wo like wonder woman fights that gaze in a lot of ways yeah. by like showing it and then being like just kidding lol i'm using it to make you tell me the truth and something i always loved like growing up with wonder woman especially like animation wise is what I originally like got to know her in the 90s was like she empowered me as a girl mm -hmm. I did not feel empowered by this woman I still feel empowered watching like Captain Marvel She-Hulk mm -hmm. and other fe female superheroes even in my 30s I get that feeling again where I'm like oh my god this is so cool like a good testament like Miss Marvel is a perfect example of like a character who is I am significantly older than now but I still, I like, I felt empowered. I'm like, oh my God, look, like this little geek gets mm -hmm. to be nerdy and be a superhero. Like that was my, like, that is a testament to making a an empowering woman and making her universal. And like She-Hulk, while like people have criticisms of She-Hulk because they're like, she's a white woman who at the end went to talk to the manager. I'm like, that's literally not what happened. She's in charge of her own show. Yeah. She's like it wasn't her, her talking to the man. Yeah. It was like, it's, you're you're just making a joke out of something that like it, it's bigger than that whatever that i felt empowered because i was like oh it's a woman in her 30s who doesn't know what she's doing mm -hmm. and i was like that's really cool because normally it's like people are 30 and have four kids and i'm like oh i got a cat um, yeah no it was she hulk and as like a woman in her 30s lost and in, in a mess i really <laughs> appreciate that and then yeah miss marvel like a South Asian representation, finally. Whenever I see her on the Marvel logo, um, and, and at the beginning of things, I get a little teary eyed because I'm like, 
there's my girl. There's my girl. But yeah, there's just, there's nothing to this. It's like what a middle-aged man thinks a woman is like, because as Diana, Diana Prince, she has bangs, she wears glasses, she goes home to her cat, Sylvester, and she watches the notebook while eating chips. Also, that is so, like, that reads to me like Bridget Jones. And Bridget Jones is the early 2000s. So to your point yeah. that he's stuck in the 90s, I was like, that, like, I need to go home and watch the notebook. First of all, notebook rules. Um, so that's not like a sad woman thing. That's just this taste. I like the notebook. <laughs> it's like yeah. notebook rules. But um th- this is I'll just already set it up as a tangent. Um, the, <laughs> um when I I do framed all the time and when the oh. image for the notebook popped up and it was literally just like looked like a sunset, but it just looked like a red filter over a lake. With the seagulls, I instantly was like, that's a notebook. I got it in, like, just that frame. I was like, I don't need anything else. I know the opening sequence of the notebook, like, the back of my hand. But it feels very cliche to be like. Yeah, but it is. It's like. Yeah. It is. Like I said, it's the Bridget Jones, like, I'm just having to watch these movies. And I'm like, first of all, you're diminishing that film and the impact it had on people by making it the sad, lonely girl movie. But you're also, like we've done this yeah it's been done it's back to it's been it was already out for like seven years by now so it's like a very old like it really was yeah going back to both the male gaze and what you were saying about empowering i want to talk about her outfit because it makes zero sense um i only i have to get uh an image of her like normal wonder woman outfit but here is the outfit (laughs) at the start of this um you know uh, we'll call it a a, a sequence of events because it's not really an episode of television it's it's chaos so here's diana prince on hollywood boulevard because you know los angeles exists in the world of dc comics um in a pair of pants that have like a han solo crest blood stripes down the side of stars. Um, right. It's they're tight like Hansel's pants too. They're tight. This last book of truth, as you said, is literally rope because it is sticking straight out on the side. Yeah. Um and her like corset is so tight. It looks like tape almost. Yeah, it looks like you know how people would make like duct tape dresses? That's what it yeah. reminds me of. That's what it looks like. And it's also I have this, okay, when I see women, like, or anyone wearing these, like, tube tops, things like that, I get this irrational fear, like, because, like, whenever I wear something like that, I'm worried I'm going to fall out of them. So I, like, have fear for them, watching them jump yeah. on the ground and run and do all these kind of things. And it's just, like, she's barely in there. They're yeah, pushed well, all the way up and just, and like, then, that's uncomfortable. Like, and here's another one of her running with the with the rope. It is literally just rope on this <laughs> That has been spray paint gold. Yeah, that's why it's sitting. And her diadem is so bad, too. Um, Like, this is where I'm becoming a Wonder Woman snob. Because I'm literally, (laughs) I'm pulling up Wonder Woman costumes just to compare, like. So, like, first, while I'm doing this, like, the pants. The reason that she is in pants, I feel, I can't confirm. I don't remember what they said at the time probably something to what I'm about like to the like of what I'm about to say but the idea is that it is empowering to have her in a pair of pants to which I say in what world is this look empowering she is still sorry for the the quote I'm about to say but she is still titties out running around in a corset and tight tight pants okay and this is the most ironic thing okay so the way therms uh, the the company that she owns makes money is by making wonder woman dolls apparently they make millions right yeah and she gets angry at a prototype of the doll and she says you can't merchandise my tits yeah and like it's like that's what the show is literally doing 
Like the it, irony, the irony. It is bad. Like okay, and so here is the full the full suit. I just set the scene. So underwear, still the tape, but she so she wears the full suit. It's not, and also why are the bangles silver? I just now realized her bangles are silver. Yeah, I didn't notice that either with the lighting. And like, I I have, I have Gal Gadot's on here, and I'll show that hers are also silvery, but they they flow with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Where this is so starkly different between gold that the silver sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh my god, those are horrible. I, and, and like, the, the light reflects off the red at the top. That's not good to have when you're filming constantly with lights. No, and like, I'm also like. The thing is, there is no reason that they should be that way. Like, I like if you look back at this is Linda Carter. If you look back at Linda Carter, those are gold. Mm-hmm. Those are the golden red. The diadem that she has on her head is the the ring I was talking about. It's that diadem. And then if you look at her, they're like, what if we turn it upside down? Um, <laughs> just point it down instead, which is in their defense is what ends up happening with the Wonder Woman that is now in the DCEU, but her whole costume is just better. So, like, here, um, again, here's Linda. I guess hers is still, you know, here are my boobs. I'm in underwear, as was the Wonder Woman of the old days. The pants situation, I don't understand if that was supposed to be, like, feminism. She wears pants. Because, like, here is how you can make this costume look like armor, make it make sense, and also still be the iconic Wonder Woman look. And you don't have to have pants with stars down the side of them. Yeah, and it's still hot if there's, like, they're looking for that, too. Yeah. You know, it's still, she's still gorgeous in it, so. Yeah, and this is, like, this movie also has, like, Wonder Woman, I'm talking about. Not Wonder Woman 1984, we'll eventually get to that. I'm talking about Wonder Woman 2017. This movie also has, like, the dress where Diana has, like, the blue dress on. And then she's the god killer in her back. And, like, or she has, like, her whole little, like, fur coat thing when she's running to see a baby. Like, she has so many looks that are fully covering her body. But you still understand Wonder Woman's power because she is this tall, beautiful Amazon that people are just drawn to. And then, again, she'll kick your ass. Like part of the allure of wonder woman but i don't like i don't understand making her like feminism it reads joss whedon to me um and full offense to joss whedon because if you've ever read his wonder woman script that is what it reads like have you ever read that uh shit show of a script um no but i've like read excerpts or snippets so steve trevor is basically the hero of that story and uh so i was angry because you know i love steve trevor um Mm -hmm. and he's the hero of the story and it's all about how he like teaches diana how she can be like sort of what happens in the patty jenkins movies however it is never a question of whether or not diana can do something it is simply that she is trying to understand how the world of man works and steve is her guide through it which is you know how it exists in the comics and in the linda carter show and probably would have maybe attempt they would have attempted in this thing but like it was like, no, Steve Trevor is like, you can't do that. You're a woman and would do something. And I'm like, this woman threw a fucking tank through a wall and you just said, you can't do that. You're a woman. Okay. Uh, but this pilot is like the middle ground of like a good Wonder Woman story. And then that Joss, like, it's like, not it's so not, offensive. Yeah. Okay. So like her main villain, can we talk about the main villain? Yes. Is um, Veronica Kale, which I don't know if Kale had really been popular at that time. I was about to be like, not yet, but then it was t- it's 2011, so maybe. Yeah. And it's she's pl- played by Elizabeth Hurley. It gave me really like Catwoman and Sharon Stone, like Halle Berry, like vibes mm-hmm. of like Elizabeth Hurley plays a supplements um, company owner. Yeah. Again, also very um, She Hulk with you know they just they have to deal with like supplements and beauty supplies apparently (laughs) i guess wait this is what drives me nuts okay so wonder woman's for truth justice in the american way right that's Mm -hmm. like 
That's her saying. And they always, they keep saying it. She holds a press conference and accuses Veronica Kale of horrible things. And the press is like, what proof do you have? And she's like, I got nothing. She has nothing. I'm like, that's a slander, liable, whatever the word is for the Yeah, she can get one. sued. She can get she sued. She can get sued so many times. Defamation? Is it just yeah. defamation? I think so. Defamation of character or whatever. I just watched all of She-Hulk. I'm not... Yeah, you're, you're, you're a lawyer now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pedro Pascal plays Ed. He's like a detective. Yeah. And he's worried. She's Why she's is she working out. with... Why is she working with the... Co- like... I, I listen, I understand how television works, and I understand that they probably were like, you can have a Wonder Woman show. The rest of the Justice League isn't going to be in it. It's and like, so I understand that they're probably like, well, we gotta find ways for her to work with people. I don't think having Diana Prince work with the cops is the move. Then she has she has to have dinner with a senator who's played by Rory Gilmore's grandfather from Gilmore Girls oh, yeah, 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 yeah. to talk about how she doesn't work for the cops. But which, she, but she does. Yeah, but like if she does, then anything that the cops get as evidence with her, they can't use in court. So all those people go free because it's something like a poisonous oh my God. tree. I don't know, some legal term. I'm not a lawyer. Hashtag not a lawyer. Like, yeah. I forget but, what it was. But yeah, like, but they can't use it. Maybe in this universe they can. But like she's putting so much things in jeopardy. And there's a reason that there are laws. <laughs> Wait, I, I I have a theory. Do you think that the the David E. Kelly watched Psych and he said, they do it all the time. This is fine. And just was like applied that to Wonder Woman. <laughs> Yeah, she breaks into multiple places. She murders. She's a villain. There's a scene where a security guard, who, you know what, is probably just trying to, you know, make some money for his family, working the night shift. And he's like, okay, crazy lady in spangled shorts is attacking everyone. And she throws a pipe and it goes through his neck and he's dead. Yeah, like. She, as you said, is a villain. She murders people. And it's like, look, I, I again, I understand that the Gal Gadot version of Wonder Woman is like the, I am, I love beauty. I love uh, babies, uh, ice cream, yay, babies, <laughs> ice cream. And she's not like the, like, I'm going to break Max Lord's neck. Like, I understand that that is a different version of Wonder Woman. And I like all versions of Wonder Woman. I don't mind that version. So I'm like, I'm into this, whatever. However, this one is not the is not the one that will break Max Lord's neck because, like, she has morals that she holds up to. Like I said, she's not like Batman and Daredevil who pretend like they don't murder people. Like she will do it when the time is right. But, but she's she's also she's not that person who just murders a security guard. Who's trying yeah, to in any comics or like the animated shows that I watched as a kid, I felt like she was always justified in her actions, uh-huh. and she knew best. She wasn't just yeah randomly killing people who she could have just disarmed because she's obviously a thousand times stronger than them. Like Which, there was no need for that. No, and I think the show really does a disservice to the character by. I think those moments are meant to establish, like, look at how strong and badass she is, and she's willing to do what it takes. And I'm like, that's not what that does. That is literally murder. She just murdered a man who, like you said, probably has a whole ass family or at least a cat that needs him to come feed. So, like, it's doing a disservice to Wonder Woman. It makes you not like her because you're like, she just murdered people. Like, why did she do that? And, like, I guess, sure, you could have a commentary that, like, how come men can just murder people and be heroes? They can, and so can women. But Wonder Woman is not that character. And it is just telling me that David E. Kelly had never in his life seen a damn Wonder Woman thing. He saw some photos like, of Linda Carter, and that's it. He's like, okay, I could do that. Well, just like you said, the three different identities. I'm like, no, she's Diana. And also changing Diana into, like, a mogul. <laughs> is such a weird choice because it's like no her whole thing is that like she's been around really long she like knows history and knows beauty and art and stuff 
because she's uh, you know been there because she yeah. is a demigod <laughs> but they're acting like oh she's a 20 something who's like a girl bossing you know no no matter what she's been around longer than 20 years she just looks like she's 20 years old i just i okay but pedro pascal i don't know Hi. how he does it but he was great in this but he's not in it enough that no, is the not. thing is like I would have had this come out and I would have watched it in 2011. I would have been like, who's that guy? I want to know more about that guy. Yeah, Um, he's pretty. (laughs) Yeah, and instead it would have been like, I would like to learn more about this man and his deal. And they would be like, how about you learn about the moguls? And I'm like, "I'm, I'm good. I don't care about Wonder Woman industry where she makes toys or whatever they call. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, how does that relate to Wonder Woman? You just wanted her to have a job but I guess thought her working in a museum would have been boring. They they say even like, oh, you designed your costume to sell toys. So she is promoting herself. It's even worse than... She's merchandising this, the idea I of herself. That. So she bitched about her boobs, but yeah. she's the... That's what Candy says. It's like, hey... You chose this outfit specifically so we could sell these toys so we could fund buying crime-fighting equipment for you. Which means they are making freaking crime-fighting things. Which, I mean, I know Bruce Wayne, Wayne Enterprises does it too. But I feel like they don't know Batman's involved there. (laughs) No, but that's what this feels like is that they were like, well, why can't she be like Batman? It's like because she's not Batman. She is a different character. But then they were also trying to make her be like, oh, my God, hashtag girl, girl life. You know, she lives alone. She tried to make a Facebook page. And at, on this Facebook, it's like you list your friends that she can only list her cat. And I'm like, one, Facebook was not like that. Two, she has. For, you don't, Nobody needs to know who your friends are. My friend is my cat. Sylvester. Well, and it's just like, I don't know. The the mistakes that were in this, it, it is, I, I I don't disagree that they were just like, we cannot touch this. Because it is just, every choice that is made in this pilot is bad. There's not one other than the casting of Pedro Pascal. And like, Adrian Padalecki, or I'm sorry, not Padalecki, Adrian Padalecki, like, looks great. Would look like a wonderful Wonder Woman. Um, I love her in the other superhero properties that she has been in. Do you know she has three failed superhero pilots? Well, yeah, because wasn't there one for what for is the, the spinoff of Agents of Shield? Yeah, um, and Aquaman. She was in the Aquaman. That was like a Smallville spinoff. She was, was in she that. Demira. I don't know. She was like a barkeeper, keep or tender or something in there, but she was like friends with Arthur. So, so I she's been so in three questions. failed one to fail pilots. I feel. I mean, she's fine now. She's on the Orville, having the best time of her life. But like, and she was in Supernatural. Um, and I'll never forget. But yeah, I just there's just like from the top just bad decisions were made but then like it but like the casting wasn't bad because we were talking before carrie ells is in this show i know and he he does his american accent which is so much better than it was when he did seinfeld in the 90s because i remember watching really forget that he is not american he was he was doing great and honestly i'm not gonna lie i thought maybe he would turn up to be a surprise villain at the end because he has a swoopy hair that yeah. would make it so you would have to actually have a good premise for the show <laughs> um, and plan things. Yeah. Because, like, you brought up Elizabeth Hurley. It, that vibe, well, I'm sorry to go back to Allie McBeal, but gives the same vibe to me as Calissa Flockhart in Supergirl, except that that makes more sense and it works. And it's like, that character, even though she's mean to Kara, and like you're, you know that she's a mean boss. It's like, oh yeah, but I like her. This show doesn't have that. Like it's just like the archetypes are so clearly like, and this person's bad, 
and Wonder Woman's great, even though she murdered a man for no damn reason. And I'm just like, what? Why? Did, was there not a woman on the goddamn writing staff? Um, looking at the IMDb, no. <laughs> no. Oh, unsurprising. It is very much in the vein of the the era of, like, Joss Whedon girl bosses. It's Even so- though he didn't do this, but... Yeah, but it's the idea of what people think women want to see and what's empowering. And it's just, I don't know why they got David E. Kelly to do this because this is not in his wheelhouse at all. What? Maybe they were like, they maybe they saw Alan McMahon and were like, you can write women. Yeah, you get women. Sure. Put a dancing baby in there. We'll be great. <laughs> do karaoke. Get Jane Krakowski to show up. Um, Robert Downey Jr. can sing on a piano. But yeah, it was just like there's nothing. And it's also one of those shows where like clearly you can tell when I cl- like I checked out because I was like, I don't remember that. Oops. Um, like it's it literally like nothing stays with you. So if I had watched this pilot, even as someone who I love Wonder Woman, if I had watched this pilot, I would have been like, oh yeah, that's a show. Great. I, I forgot. I watched one episode of it. Like it's not remarkable. Oh, that reminds me of something else. Oh, in the press conference, she's like, okay, so there's these supplements that are like drug drugs and there's really bad side effects and they're testing them on high school athletes. And Wonder Woman goes, and all these students are in the ghetto. And I was like, underprivileged, underprivileged area. Yeah, again, it's 2011. So it's, it's not like this is 2002, which you still would have been like, eh, but it's 2002 is what people say. But <laughs> This was, this was way too recent. Um, I am taking a drink of my tea, so I will stop to promote Candace's shop because <laughs> she sent me this beautiful mug that says, Pedro is such a slut, as quoted by Oscar Isaac at New York Comic Con. And I love how John, Bode- John Bodega is like jealous. He's like, <laughs> well, John Bodega was like, you asshole. <laughs> um, Yes, guys, this, again, I'm just going to gas up Candace for a second. If you guys haven't, and then we'll get back to this, this pilot. Um, we'll, I'll put the link in the thing, and you can find Candace because she'll talk about herself later. Um, but you should go to her shop. It's great. She made me my shirt that is in this picture here that says, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy, and it has Obi-Wan Kenobi on it so that I can meet Hayden Christensen. Um, she also made me wonderful shirts for my dad's celebration of life. Uh, and it was, they were perfect. They looked exactly like the shirt my dad used to have. She sent me this cup uh, because right after that, I met Oscar Isaac and she goes, did you get to hear that? And I went, no, I had to be in line. <laughs> and so then I got a mug that said, Pedro is such a slut. Um, and she's great. All and it, and it's true. It's true. So, you know. It has to and be you made, you made the Hawkeye mug, too, didn't you? Because you were in, like, a list. Oh, my God. That went everywhere. That went viral. And that was a very stressful holiday season where I'm screaming at the US, U, USPS, like, tracking to be like, move. It was Kylo Ren. I'll walk it there myself. It's like, you said. You said you could do this. Do not lie to me. Please do not lie to me. <laughs> you, you see the plan. You're like, get that piece of junk. I was like, I can, yeah, I can run faster (laughs) and deliver this. Um, But yeah, uh, go follow Candace's, Candace when she says her stuff. We'll do that later. I just want, I was thirsty. So I wanted to talk about the mug while I was thirsty. But back to pilot, which is that. Um, It's a mess. It's it's a mess. And I want to have fun for a second because we, we talked about all the bad stuff. So here's two questions I want to pose to you. First question. If this show continued, where do you think it would have gone? So at the end, Steve Trevor comes back. He works mm-hmm. for the DOJ, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm investigating you. And he's like, oh, by the way, I just moved to LA. And then Diana sees he has a wedding ring and he's married. Ooh, tension. And you're like, I don't care. She's going to get with Pedro Pascal because who else would she like? Pedro Pascal is right there. But anyway, yeah, yeah. they're probably going to make the the wife and 
horrible person somehow. Or Fritcher, you know? She's a villain. I hope yeah. she's a straight-up villain. Which yeah. we will never know, but I hope she would have been a straight-up villain. It's just, like, this unnecessary tension. And be like, how long have you guys been apart? He's already married. <laughs> like, it reminded me, like, when Riley came back from to Buffy, like, a year and a half later with a wife. And I am still in the Riley era. I'm watching it for the first time. Oh, okay. I just started back today. And so I'm still in the Riley Sorry. era. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No. Listen, I, I deserve to get spoiled, but I do ship Giles and Spike, um, and I stand by that. The British boys. I, I ship it. Um, yeah, I I can't I can't harp on her being in L.A. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I, I will say this, and everyone in the internet, you can use my little quote whenever you want. The DC universe has fake cities. Sometimes they use real cities, like Diana was in Paris. It happens. But the major cities that they are in are fake. Diana is from the Mascara. It's not real. Bruce Wayne lives in Gotham. It's not real. Clark Kent lives in uh, first Smallville and then Metropolis. Neither are real. Uh, the the Barry Allen is in something Star? city. Star, no, Star Labs. Paradise? No, no. Star Labs. And hold on. Central City. I was like, it's something city. It's Central City. Like, they, the main thing is that their cities don't exist. So, mm-hmm. like, setting this in LA is truly, I was like, why? I think it's because of you money, probably. Made it up, but you could have just made up a name. Yeah, just CGI and CGI some, you know, LA names and landmarks out a little bit you know you i don't even care you could have kept all that just be like yeah because gotham is very is much town. like new york gotham at, in the dark knight rises is pittsburgh they're at heinz field and i can see that it is heinz field and i'm like it's gotham like you can suspend disbelief yeah I, just tell me that it's called the mascara th- the and i'd be like great i'm in i don't care nope Anyways, sorry, I'm off my soapbox. I'm just, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, what do you think? Question. Oh, sorry, good. What do you think would have happened? Do you think Elizabeth Hurley would have been like a main villain throughout the thing? Probably. I don't remember Elizabeth Hurley's like marital status, but I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up being Steve Trevor's wife. Um, yeah, no, that could work. Like, I don't, like, I, that is the kind of thinking that this show would do where it's like, yeah. we've established this woman's evil. He's married. Next episode, this is my wife, and it's drama or whatever her name was. Like the, the that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I do think she would have made Steve Trevor jealous with uh, Pedro Pascal, but I don't. I didn't trust him completely, so I feel like he would have turned on Diana at some point. Um, and and I and I don't trust him because I don't trust the Raiders, and that's the baseline of it. So I think it would have been. Um, and not a fun bat, just bad. Yeah, parts of it was just like insane that you had to watch, but then the other parts were mm-hmm. just boring. Yep. Um, and so my second question for you: How would you fix this? We write the whole freaking thing. <laughs> Just start from scratch. Start all over. I no offense to Adrian. I don't think I would cast her. Honestly, would or help. you need a different director because the director yeah. very clearly did not know how to work with her. Yeah, she she. I've seen her in other things and she's great, but she just was very wooden in this. I wonder if she knew it was bad. Yeah, probably could tell, like, with the writing and stuff like that. It just, like, even, like, Carrie L, Carrie was, he was okay, but he's just charming in general. And same with Pe- Pedro. He's great. And Elizabeth yeah. Hurley was just hamming it up because she was just embracing that. So it worked. I feel like no one was on the same page. Yeah, like, everyone, like, yeah, everyone was different. It's like they all brought, and no one was like, hey, here's the vibe we're going for. They're like, nah, bring your own vibe. Everyone figure it out. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think 
making her, yeah, have a double life, but just be like, not triple life, double life, have her be Diana Prince and Wonder Woman. And having to keep those two separate, have her have a regular job, maybe in a museum, maybe, I don't know, working for the Air Force or something military like the Linda Hamilton, not Linda Hamilton, (laughs) Linda Linda Carter. Carter. (laughs) I'm just saying badass women, you know? But that would, yeah, just just list that as I mean, that would make sense because then it would make sense why she would be working with the the detectives, working with Steve. Like, it would make sense if she did more Linda Carter route versus, like, the Gal Gadot, like, working in a museum. Yeah. But, like, or she could be working in artifact. Like, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. her being a mogul makes no sense. No. And she doesn't need a bunch of crime-fighting equipment like Batman because she has powers. Also, yeah. I would make her jet invisible. What the hell? I could see that jet the entire time. Well, listen, are we ever going to, other than Linda Carter's, are we ever going to get a modern day invisible jet that makes goddamn sense? Didn't we get that with 1984? Finally, but it was very she, briefly. It was like her learning. And so she turned the jet invisible there and Steve in. Oh, yeah. So it was, but and it wasn't her. It was an invisible no, plane. No, she stole, really. she stole a plane and they, and turned it invisible. And he was like, see, okay, those kind of crimes, there's other kinds of crimes in 1984 that aren't great. But that one, where like them stealing the plane, it doesn't really uh, hurt anyone. Yeah, she so does crime. It's justified in a way. Like you can understand it and be like, hey, you're still a hero. With that crime. Murdering a man in cold blood. Yeah. Not so much. Just straight up, like, attacking someone and freaking, like, putting, like, the rope around their neck is very, like, like, there were a lot of neck snappings. Which someone watched Max Lord die and went, I got this. What are the scenes? The scenes at the end when she's fighting all like the security and muscle heads, they're a bunch of storage containers and she smushes two storage containers with a guy in the middle. These are just terrible ways to die. Yeah. She literally said, "Mm, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. She's like murders on the table. And like, maybe that's empowering to some, but I don't really think it's the It just, it feels cold blood murder. Like, justified murder go right ahead in cold blood murder i'm i'm great it's just when they're the lackeys Mm -hmm. and also when there's such a power and the power's not even like if it was a power match and she killed the person who she who could have hurt her that's understandable like in defense we're getting to this morality thing. But like these people, these men were like so not even like a tenth of her power. She like, should have done the like Spider-Man and like often Wonder Woman thing of like tying them up mm-hmm. with the last one, just putting them somewhere and then continuing what she needed to do. But didn't do that. No. It was, it's bad. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Hurley's character calls her out on it. And then she just lassos her. Uh, this pilot is bad. Here's what we've learned today. This pilot is bad. Candace's story is great. And now we're going to go on to my favorite section of the podcast. Candace has to hear me sing. <clears throat> Hold on. Stash, 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 stash. The stash on everybody's lips is going to be Pedro's. Um... It is time for Stash of the Week, where we just show our favorite pictures of Pedro Pascal and his stashes. And since this episode has been mainly us talking about Wonder Woman and little if not actual Pedro Pascal, this is our time to shine. So, Candace, I'm going to pull your picture up if you want to tell the listeners and viewers why you've picked this beautiful, beautiful picture. I, I just love them so much together. And I just, I think they're neat. And they're silly. And honestly, Oscar Isaac is right. Pedro is a slut. Yeah. He is a slut. He's holding, like, so close. Oscar nailed nailed it. Um, it is a picture for anyone who's listening of Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal, where Pedro Pascal is literally just hanging over Oscar Isaac. Yeah. 
It's so cool. Um, and then, where was mine? I picked this nice, cozy boyfriend looking picture Aww. where he was at a dinner. I think this was the dinner that had like Kathy Bates. I saw the video and it was like such a weird collection of celebrities. People were like, why are they all there together? But um, this is from that video, I think. And he looks just like a cozy little boyfriend. Yeah, he's having a great time. Yeah, I love it so much. He's having a really great time. He's cute, sweet, no notes. And again, Pedro Pascal, every scene he's in in that Wonder Woman, like the three scenes he's in, he's amazing. Beautiful. Like, right. I, I was like, how are you acing this when the writing is so terrible and you have this woman in this <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. He was so good. He's I not thought in he was gonna enough. Be, oh, I, I thought he was in more of it because everyone was always like, oh, Wonder Woman pilot with Pedro Pascal. And I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. And then I was like, that's all? That's Barely all I get? Yeah. They're like, here you go. Here's a taste. And then we're canceling it. Um, but yeah. It's probably for the uh, best because he probably got some better roles. Well, he yeah, did called Ober and Martell. <laughs> Ober and Martell came after them. Um, yeah, not great. But hey, you can't win them all. Uh, on that note of this bad pilot, Candace, tell the people where they can find you. Um, the best place to find all my geeky stuff is to find me on Twitter at Candace is a geek. Um, my Etsy shop is Upon a Dream Images. And yeah, you can find a bunch of things of like Oscar making fun of <laughs> Pedro. And Pedro is such a slut. Um, you should follow all of her stuff. Her podcasts are great. Oh, yeah. TheGeekyWaffle.com. Yeah. That's where you can I find can all this. <laughs> I love Candace's podcasts very, very much. They are the most fun. Um, you can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter. Follow my work at the Mary Sue. Uh, and yeah, like, subscribe, tweet about it, talk to your friends, keep asking Pedro Pascal when he's going to come on. He knows we exist. Um, and yeah, guys, if you feel the need to watch this pilot, you can go right ahead and do so. It's not that long. It is just a little bit of torture, but Diana Prince would like doing that to you. Yeah, she, she would find it fun. She would get off on it. Like she did. She'd love it. Torturing a man. <laughs> she'd love it um but on that note candace thank you so much for being my co-host this evening and until Thanks. next time goodbye